Today we celebrate in the church for the first time the Sunday of the Word of God. This was established last year by Pope Francis in response to some things that had come up during the Jubilee Year of Mercy. And it is on this Sunday that Pope Francis has a particular desire for each and every one of us. He wrote in the Motu Proprio, Devoting a specific Sunday of the liturgical year to the Word of God can enable the Church to experience anew how the risen Lord opens up for us the treasury of His Word and enables us to proclaim its unfathomable riches before the world. As Catholics, oftentimes, however, we can put the Word of God to the side. Because of the power and the intimacy of the sacraments, we can allow them to kind of push aside that devotion, that necessary peace and place in our life that the Word of God must encapsulate. It must possess us. It must consume us. If we go to the Gospel of John, in the very beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when we encounter the Word of God, whether it be in Scripture or in the incarnate Word of God, Jesus Christ, we are invited into God's essence. Therefore, it is a constitutive part of our discipleship of following Jesus is to immerse ourselves daily in His Word. St. Jerome went so far as to say that ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. We should have a Bible that at the end of our life that is so worn out and falling apart that people look upon it almost with pity for how much we have used the sacred Word of God, how we have paged through it, how we have allowed it to not only be opened in our lives, but to open our life to something greater, to something more. And here's the beauty of a life immersed in the Word of God is that it enhances, it builds up our sacramental experience of the incarnate Word of God. Imagine for a moment, if if this is not your case, if it is, praise God, if every Sunday you came to Mass and you heard the Scriptures Not for the first time, but for the 10th or 20th time that week. If you spent your entire week, Monday through Saturday, preparing yourself for receiving Jesus Christ, the incarnate Word of God, by immersing yourself in the Word of God that would be proclaimed at Mass. So that when you come and receive Jesus in the words spoken through Scripture, when you receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, it is that much more powerful, that much more intimate, that every aspect, every avenue of your life has been opened up to Him throughout the week and is therefore being opened and deepened when you receive Him fully and totally and sacramentally. This is what the Lord desires for each of us. His revelation continues in our life in word and sacrament. This is what it means to be Catholic. This is what it means to follow after Jesus Christ as his disciple. It's for his word to be ever and always living in our life. As St. Augustine would say when he talks about God, it is ever ancient ever new. When we immerse ourselves in the Word of God, we may spend our entire life pondering one line of Scripture, and every day it will reveal to us something new, because we are encountering God Himself in the Word. 
And when we do this personally, intimately in our own life, it also transforms the communities in which we live. First and foremost in the family, then in the parish, then in our work environment, and all of a sudden our community is then building up our personal encounter with the Lord. This back and forth between individual and community can in a very short period of time transform an entire ministry, transform an entire parish. And I've seen this in our campus ministry at St. Paul's. Seven years ago, when I first arrived in Bloomington, seven and a half years ago now, there was essentially no campus ministry going on at St. Paul's. In the fall of 2013, we started three small group Bible studies with 15 students. At the end of last semester, we had over 40 Bible studies with more than 300 students involved. And the beautiful part of this is it's not just we have students who are coming to study scripture in a community, but these students' lives are being changed, and changed dramatically. In the last six years alone, we've had 12 men and women enter religious life or the seminary. We've had about the same number who have become focused missionaries. But not only that, those are great and wonderful numbers, and praise be to God. What we know is that when we launch any student who's been involved in one of those ministries into the world, that they are equipped to know and to love God and to bring him into whatever community they find for the rest of their lives. Because as we see in the gospel, the simple plan that Jesus has for all of his disciples, a simple invitation, come after me, a clear mission, I will make you fishers of men, and a community centered in Christ in which that takes place. This is the Christian life. This is what Jesus is calling each and every one of us to. He may not be calling you to be a priest or religious, but pray God that there are some here who are being called and are open to that call. But he may be called, and he is certainly calling you as husband and wife, to form each other, to follow after him, and to be fishers of men of each other, to fish for each other as your spouse and as your children, to build them up in that community of the family, to make that family a family of the Word of God, deeply immersed in the mystery and the love that Christ Jesus has for each and every one of you and desires to reveal more and more and make manifest more and more every day. It's a beautiful and wonderful thing. I've seen it, and I'd like to take credit for it because I'm proud and vain, but I won't. But, you know, I've seen it, and I've seen what happens in those lives when we immerse ourselves in the Word of God in a community that steers us toward Christ. Because here's a challenge, as we saw you in the second reading from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, is that even in the earliest church, there's division, there's rancor, there's mix-up. We're confusing the person who brings us to Christ for Christ, for the most important. And what does St. Paul keep driving back the community to? Put Christ first. Put the church first. Not your particular apostle who brought you to the faith, but the person who led the apostle. And so in our own lives, this is what the Word of God does for us. It keeps us centered in Christ. Because if our relationship to the church is purely social, it's not based on a deep and personal, intimate and daily encounter with the Lord, it will lead us astray or we will become lost or confused. But when we root ourselves in the Word of God, our life becomes a manifestation of the Word of God. When people encounter us, they encounter Jesus because He is so alive in our hearts, scripturally and sacramentally, personally, intimately, that we cannot help but become His new revelation to the world. 
The word of God is powerful. As we hear in the letter to the Hebrews, it's like a two-edged sword. May each and every day of your life be a deep immersion into the word of God, scripturally, and into the incarnate word of God, the person of Jesus Christ, so that each of us might become the word of God to a world so desperately in need of the saving, healing love of Jesus Christ.